Hey, what's up all of you who are tuning in to check out our latest message right here online. Listen, it's going to be a great message and we hope that you enjoy, but even more than that, we would love to see you in person at one of our live weekend worship experiences. If you're not in our area, we want to encourage you to find a local church where you live because we just believe that we're no good alone. We're better together and you need family. So if you're not in our area, make sure you find a place where you live where you can attend a physical church and become family. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy the message and have a good day. You've got to follow a plan every day, and it's his plan, not your plan. Huh. Wow. And that's where the shift takes place. When we go, not my will, but your will be done. You know, the greatest battle, and I heard this from Dr. Erwin um, Lutzer. I listened to so many. Sometimes I got to make sure I'm framing the right one. Dr. Lutzer said the greatest battle that Jesus ever fought was not on the cross. It was in the garden. Come on, church. Come on now. Your greatest battle is not at the cross and living the crucified life. Your greatest battle is in the garden of Gethsemane in your own life where you bow before him and say, not my will, but your will be done. That's where the great clash is. God, I'll give in a little bit, but you got to give in too. God doesn't compromise. (laughs) His kingdom is established forever. Your culture, our culture, this culture will teach you how to compromise, but you must be strategic about the kingdom. Come on now. Hello? Are you there? I'm just checking with you. So we were worshiping God this morning. So what in the world was that all about? Well, you have to strategically plan every day. I'm going to give thanks unto the Lord. And when I walk out of the gym every morning, I always say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Has nothing to do with anybody or anything. I'm going to rejoice from the inside. You can touch this, but you can't touch this. Come on now. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. How do you play the game of life? Are you playing from the outside or are you playing from the inside? Inside people are strategic. Come on, church. Come on now. Seriously, when I'm either under the sound of the gospel or I'm in a conference, I am all over notes, either by phone, by an iPad, or simply taking and writing things down because I know that God is speaking. Hungry people always eat. Not just physically, but spiritually. And Jesus only feeds those who are hungry spiritually. Come on, church. I mean, the enemy is not at all moved by the thousands who go to church on Sunday. He is terrorized. I love that word. He is terrorized when God's people go, I'm filling up my tank. I was working with some young people. Where's he going today? Stay tuned. You'll find out. I was working with young people this week, and I said, everybody, because the Holy Spirit is the ultimate teacher. Come on, church. If you're not under a teacher named the Holy Spirit, you're not getting the right information. And you want to make sure that you're always in the house of the Lord where the Holy Spirit is present. He's the teacher. He's the guide. And when he takes you into the wilderness, that was the Holy Spirit, not the enemy. I'm in the Bible right now. The Bible says that the Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness. How do you like that for the Holy Spirit? (laughs) He's not always a kumbaya teacher. Oh, Jesus. He's not always a kumbaya teacher giving you what you want when you want it. He's deeper than that. So what did he just say right there? We have a tendency to be shallow. We have a tendency to be shallow. Just give me the cream puff of it, Lord. Not at all. If you're going to be a soldier on the front line, you're going to take the depth of both the wilderness and the garden and the cross. God has a, listen closely, young people, God has a strategic plan for your life. 
Thank you, Dr. Billy Graham, who's home now with the Lord. He always used to say, God has a plan for your life. Most of us want to write it out, script it, and then ask God to sign it. He's sovereign and we're not. So I said to the young people this past week, because the Holy Spirit showed this to me, I said, and by the way, if you think about Thursday night, you know which tank they used. I said, God gave every person who's created in his image, and that's everyone, from all nations, he's given us two tanks, the tank of thinking and the tank of emotions. And most people live and govern their lives by their emotions and not by the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit who teaches us knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, how to think through the process. Come on, church. See, we think because the culture says quick fix, we think the Holy Spirit, the ultimate teacher, is that way. He's not. He may call you to fast. He may call you to put things aside. He may call you into a secret place. He may cause you to be uncomfortable. But if you're strategic about that, you know that when you're uncomfortable, you're on the edge of growth. That's information that you need to really get a hold of because our world teaches us how to get comfortable. No, he says for us to continue to pursue the heart of God and stay hungry in every season of your life. So now where are you, pastor? Right where he wants me. When God started this ministry, we prayed and fasted strategically how to bring his word because I don't know how to make popcorn. That's why I got a microwave. Come on, church. But the world will teach speakers how to make popcorn and just get you all popped up. But what I'm interested in over these years that we've been in Levy County is how to continue strategically carrying out the will of God. And that scares the hell out of people. It bothers people when you go, I am on the battlefield for my Lord and I promised him that I would serve him till I die. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. See which tank I use? And then when my tank is way up here, then I call for my emotions. Come follow me. Let's go to work. So now strategically in November and December, and thank God for Don and Debbie, and I pray, Don and Debbie Gatlin, I pray that the breath of the Holy Spirit has been moving in your heart after last Sunday. I'm still there, not back on last Sunday, but I'm still dwelling on the breath of God. By the way, you weren't created, neither was Adam and Eve without the breath. (laughs) The breath of God will offend the religious people, but never the righteous people. I daily need the breath of God. Why? So he can help me sail right through it, right over it, like an eagle soaring above the clouds. Come on, church. Come on, church. When you want to just celebrate for a moment, I'll stop and wait. You just begin to give God praise and honor and glory because God wants you to be strategic. Anybody can go along with the crowd. What's the latest? Who cares what the latest is? He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's out in front. Play catch up. Come on, church. That's who he is. So strategically, I've been asking the Lord, how do you want me to come to the the end of this part of the journey? And today, we're going to look at grace. There's no entrance into the kingdom without grace. Gosh, I wish John Newton could be released from the cloud of witnesses. I'm over there in Hebrews. John Newton knew nothing about the grace of God until God opened up his blinded eyes. It takes, Lord Jesus, please come and feed those who are hungry. And if we're not hungry, put something inside of us this morning that would cause us to go, man, I am starving. I am tired of walking around hungry. I am tired of walking around blind. Open up my eyes. Open up my ears. Help me to be conscious of your presence and feed me. Feed me like I've never been fed before on grace. The greatest release, he didn't say amen. I don't have to. When you walk by faith and you walk in the spirit, there's no show. It's an operation. Hello, church. It's an operation. 
Many doctors go, man, the Spirit of the Lord. Many doctors go from one surgery right into another, right into another, right into another. No downtime. They just keep moving. That's how God wants you to move. Because the Bible says we live and move and have our being in him. Well, let's go do my Sunday morning thing. I grew up in the Bible Belt, so let's go do our Sunday gig. Dude, I'm talking about seven days a week, 24-7, walking by faith, living in the Spirit, not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Grace will show you how to do that. The greatest release when Jesus was here, and everybody loves to talk love, I understand that. But he released grace. Write this down, please. Many of you already know this. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Many of us have never been captured by the heart of the Father and what it must have felt like for him to release his son to go through all that he went through that he might give us grace so that we might be saved. If you're living under the law, mm, that's a theological term. If you're living by the law, you're under the law and you're not free to operate in grace. This morning, we're going to look at grace and I'm going to give you seven pillars how many know seven is that perfect number? I'm going to give you seven pillars that you can build on. Don't let the world build you. Let the word build you. Come on, church. That's what the world is trying to do. It's trying to build people. It's trying to destroy homes, to destroy communities. Listen, if everybody who is here under the sound of the voice of the Holy Spirit because see, above my voice is his voice. You can get away from my voice, but just listen to the Holy Spirit. If every ministry and everyone in this house would begin releasing grace, we could make changes in the lives of children and young people of the next generation. They have no clue about grace. We could see so many things cleaned up in homes and in schools and in communities. Grace, 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 God's grace. Y'all ready? All right, let's find out if you are. Remember now, I was a coach. You said you were ready. You ready? Remember in our worship this morning, we were singing about miracles? By the way, here's an update. Andrew, who was close to dying last Sunday, has made a full recovery. Don and Debbie Gatlin has made a full recovery. He's going to live and not die. Isn't that amazing? That's Whoa! I don't even know him. I don't have to know him. He knows him. But what we must do in operation of grace is link up with the Spirit of God, pray on earth as it's done in heaven, and we'll see it accomplished on earth. How many want to see a miracle in your life during the holiday season? Stand up, please. Hallelujah. You want to see a miracle. Wow. I love obeying God. It's so much fun. It's rugged too, but it's fun. Let's pray. Father, whoa, they're ready. <laughs> Look at us. We're your people. Father, strategically, we are standing in your presence right now. And we're asking during the holiday season, and we all know how many things can go awry and so many issues during Thanksgiving and Christmas and the beginning of a new year, we're standing asking for a miracle. And now, listen, church, I need for you to ask specifically what is it that you would like for him to do? Now, listen, and ask in Jesus' name. That's how the Father operates. Will you do that? You, some may want to speak out loud. Others may just internalize and quietly, softly say it. But now I want you to commune with your heavenly Father in Jesus' name and request, don't demand, and request a miracle in this specific area. Let's go to work. Come on, take a moment and do that right now as we're in his presence. Please do not be intimidated by quietness because the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. And now, Father, I agree as a shepherd over this house, these years, I agree with every request that has been made. 
and I believe that they have prayed according to your word and your will. Now grant that, I pray, over the next couple of months, and may they see how great is our God. In Jesus' name, let's give him praise. High-five somebody and say, you know what? That's done. Come on, high-five someone before you're seated and say, that's done. That's done. And then you may be seated. What's happening right now is God is rolling out, better than Hollywood, the red carpet of the blood of Christ that was provided by grace. And here's the grace that now God wants you to be able to stand. Are you all ready? How many of you want to incorporate what was sung this morning and you're going to begin speaking life? Not over the miracle. This is another area. Strategic. That's what we're doing right now. We are being very strategic. God loves to see strategic people. Everything that functions in darkness, and this is not about his kingdom, is very strategic. Strategies of carrying out. How can I get to these young people? Who can I use to get this one? What can I do to throw her off course? strategic. How many of you are willing to stand this morning and go, I'm going to speak life over this area? Not the miracle, because that's done. But you want to begin to speak life. Would you like to stand, please? Just stand. You're going to begin speaking life. It could be your finances. I I don't want to run through a whole gamut of things, but there's a host of things that maybe you need to speak over, and I need for you to pull out what those are, and in a moment, you're just going to, if nothing else, just say, I'm speaking life. I'm speaking life. Just like when Jesus was here, I'm going to speak life. Take a moment, please. Talk to the Father. Abba, Father your heavenly father. Let him know what you're going to speak life over. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Wow, you are amazing. No wonder so many years ago he wrote Amazing Grace. You are an amazing father. We're all here because of you. Your heart was broken as you released your son that he might establish grace on a world of chaos. And grace shall abound. And this house shall continue to grow and explode with the grace of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We speak life. And God's people said, amen. High five somebody else and go, that's done also. That's done also. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, well. You know, you all kind of really got me there a couple Wednesdays ago. But on behalf of a dear lady here in the house this morning, we had a little fun before service. And only because she's a sister in the body of Christ do I recognize her and love her. But outside of that, I don't know how to get from Toledo up. I don't drive up above that state line. But... To God be the glory. I didn't bring this to church. Somebody handed it to me today. So it must be a strategic plan. Enjoy your jacket, but I want you to come on up a little higher. Notice what she's, come on, everybody take a moment, check it out. Put it on or show everybody. Lord Jesus, man, there could be war in the house. Wow. Wow. Okay, now let's see how he's going to handle that. I'm glad you said that. God will take all of our differences and bring us to a place of grace where we function in his kingdom as a family, okay? I will honor and recognize, but I'll never pray for them. I don't mean them, I mean that state. All right. Please understand, I did not say I wouldn't pray for them. I will not pray for them up north, okay? No, not today, not ever. Somebody say, amazing grace. He needs it. Come on, he needs it. Yeah, okay. That's what I think is so funny about the iron bowl and all these. I don't mean I'm making fun of that, but they do not understand deep in the south the animosity and all the rest of the stuff between those two schools up north. Whew, I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be very good before I'm escorted out of here. Amazing grace, y'all ready? How sweet the sound that saved a wretch 
like me. I'd like for us to go to work. There's seven pillars on Amazing Grace. I'm trusting that you can see up on the screen and perhaps you'll take some notes. I would like to open up with two quotes and now we're going to go to work. So let's put our thinking caps on and let's settle our emotions and let's go into the heart of God and discover grace. Your worst days are never so bad that you're beyond the reach of God's grace. Somebody say amen. Amen. And your best days are never so good that you're beyond the need of God's grace. Somebody say amen. Amen. Because sometimes we do feel like, man, this is a great day. I got this, God. Just put that grace for tomorrow. No, we need grace moment by moment. One other quote. Grace is not simply lenience when we have sinned. Grace is the enabling gift of God not to sin. Uh, grace is power, not just pardon. Turn to somebody and say, I got the power. If you're walking in grace, you've got power. And listen, let me clarify. That doesn't mean you have leverage over other people. Jesus was God in the flesh, and he never leveraged. Oh, I got to write that down sometime. Jesus Christ was God in the flesh, and he never leveraged what he could have. Don't you remember the hymn, he could have called 10,000 angels? Man, he could have ripped that cross apart. He could have spoke over those individuals and they would have all died. Grace has power to it, but it's not, oh yeah, I got the power, watch me run over you. Okay, all right. Grace is power, not just pardon. Your worst days are never so bad that you're beyond the reach of God's grace. Amen? Let's go out and reach those who have not been yet touched by the grace of God. And your best days are never so good that you're beyond the need of God's grace. I agree. While I was thinking after I heard about California and the shooting there, and by the way, there's three categories, parents. If you would like to pray three times a day, you ought to pray for the schools early in the morning. I'm talking about active shooters. You ought to pray over the lunch hour, and you ought to pray at the end of the day. It was early in the morning in California. It was in Parkland at 2.36, 2.38 when the young man came back on campus. And then, of course, there's always issues over that lunch hour. So if you want to be a person of prayer and to walk by faith and not by sight, there's an assignment for you. Pray daily at all times over our schools. Well, I don't have any children in school anymore. Let me give this to you. I'm going to give you just two. Are you all ready for this? I'm reading a book by Tony Dungy right now called Soul of the Team. And he takes the word soul, and I'm going to give you two words off the word soul. First of all, he said the soul of the team is always selfless. I'm talking about praying. Most people are self-centered. It's all about them. Can I go to Thursday night? I don't want to talk about it much. That's all about the self-life. And the other one, the O, is ownership. That means dying daily and owning anything that is absolutely contrary to how God wants it to be. Come on, church. Come on now. Come on now. Jesus knew all about soul. Maybe perhaps I'll give you the other two later, but not today. Let's go to work. Are you ready? Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. This is why we cannot have like a better than thou attitude towards those who have not yet come to Christ. Number one pillar, grace is the gift. Listen closely, God's word. For it is by grace you've been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it's the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. (laughs) I remember growing up, there were a lot of times in particular churches where my father pastored, you know, individuals would come in and, and they'd have all kind of stuff on their lapel about what they had accomplished and how many years they'd been there and yak, yak, yak and all of that. That's not the kingdom. Who cares? Could care less. You are not saved. I was not saved. We are not saved, not at all, by our good works. You and I are saved because he extended a gift to us. And you need to hold on to that gift. I want to speak to someone this morning. I'm not going to call you out, but I want to speak to someone in this house this morning. Do not let go of that gift. Hold on to that gift. You are a child of the king. Conduct yourself like a child of the king. Max Licato said, when grace moves in, guilt moves out. I want to speak over someone's life, and maybe there's more than one right now. I want you to know right now, and listen, listen closely. In Jesus' name, you are free of all guilt. Go free in Jesus' name. Wow. Ah, 
I'm, I'm more radical than that because what I really wanted to say is Satan, go to hell now. And I just said it. Sorry, couldn't hold it back. Because he loves to guilt trip people and hold you where you used to be. You're not that person anymore. Rise up and be healed in Jesus' name. Second pillar, not only is it a gift, God's grace will justify you. Boy, that's why I just don't have much to do with social media. Well, brother, you're behind the times. I'm ahead of the times. What are you talking about? I'm looking for the coming of the Lord and the establishment of his kingdom. Listen to Romans 3, 23 and 24. Why did you bring that up? Because people all the time want to tell you who you were. You are now justified by grace, and by grace you've been set free. Listen, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. No wonder the praise team was leading us in worshiping the name of Jesus. Man, because of Jesus, we are justified. Do you understand this morning that Daddy, Abba Father, sees you as he sees his son? Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, that's what the devil's done to us. Shut us down to where we don't even realize who we are. You're justified right now. Can you imagine if you release grace in your marriage, what that looks like? D.L. Moody said this, the law tells me how crooked I am. Grace comes along and straightens me out. Come on, D.L. Moody. (laughs) And he was put down so many times because he could not speak correctly with the English language, and he had people come to him and rip his tail all about it. I told you people don't want you justified. They want you down underneath them. Come on, church. But I'm saying to you this morning that when Jesus won that battle in the garden, he knew it wasn't just going to be love on the cross. It was going to be grace at the highest expense that there was going to be a gift released to all nations and that people could be justified. Wow. Number three, Father, thank you. (laughs) I'll serve you gladly throughout eternity. Yes, sir. Grace is the third pillar. Grace will always give you good news. Write this down, please, if you would like. You don't have to. But the one conference where I was at in Orlando where the lead speaker is recovering from trauma, and I'm not going to go into all of her story, but listen closely to what she said. I've used it at least four times this past week, and it brought life into the hearts of young people. Do you understand that our young people are dying inwardly have you ever looked into their eyes and can see death approaching or already existing i'm asking you this morning speak life i'm asking you to extend grace here's the statement ready where there's breath there's hope and i said to several young people this past week are you breathing yes i'm breathing coach well then there's hope what's got what you got right now You said, I've got hope. I said, well, you've got breath, so what do you have? I've got hope. See, I don't let go until they've got it. I don't release that and say, okay, I'll just let it go. I hold that until they say, I got that, and then I release that. Acts chapter 20, verse 24, please. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. I told you the pillar is grace gives us good news every day. Every day. Remember that song back in the day, Monday is a rainy day, is a bad day, all that nonsense. Don't let the world frame your mind. Let me speak that over someone's life. Stop letting the world or social media frame your mind. Go to hell, Satan, in Jesus' name. Get there. Man, he's kind of, well, I've been in war for a long time. What the heck are you doing? <sighs> Philip Yancey said, grace does not depend on what we've done for God, but rather what God's done for us. Ask people what they must do to get to heaven, and most people reply, be good. Jesus' stories contradict that answer. Boy, 
Let me just pause right there. We want Jesus to get in with the flow. Jesus will contradict your culture. I, no, let me say that again. Jesus Christ, the Alpha and Omega, he will contradict your culture. All we must do is cry, help. Man, do I love to do that. Every morning at 5 o'clock before I go to the gym, I'm on my knees before the Lord in the office, and I'm crying out to him, Abba, Father. In fact, I learned from Miss Debbie, just say, Abba, Abba, Abba. Oh, that sounds so childish. That's because you haven't begun to grow. Abba, Abba, help, help. I don't know what this day is going to look like. Help. If you don't cry out, you're not hungry. Pillar number one, grace is a gift. It will justify you. It is good news. And our world is craving grace, not the law. They're already un, under and in sin. They don't need that. They need grace. Stay with me because grace is not soft and cheap. You should be able to tell that now by the way I'm delivering this. Grace will keep you. Hebrews 13, 9, and Romans 6, 14. By the way, have you noticed that all these pillars come from biblical principles? <laughs> Hebrews 13, 9, do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. That's the word of God. <laughs> Let me read that again. <clears throat> Let me fix my glasses here. I'm playing, of course. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. Now, what is the writer saying in Hebrews? There's a tendency inside of us that we will easily be carried away. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. And you could probably put some other things in there. Only grace will strengthen you. Now, watch this. Not trying to be offensive, just being honest. If you reject amazing grace, you walk day by day weak and you are open to the roaring lion of hell because God's grace will strengthen you. I thank God for his grace and the strength that he gives every day. Romans 6, 14. Listen closely. For sin shall no longer be your master. Now, what does Paul mean by that? There was a time in my life before grace came to me. I didn't find Christ. Christ found me. Come on, church. The master of my life was sin, and my old nature was running the show. But listen to the rest of the verse. Because you're not under the law, but under grace where you are this morning right now under the sound of the gospel of Jesus Christ you're under grace are you willing to put your family under grace and release them and let them be all that God wants them to be just let grace flow Woo. one of my great heroes in my walk with the Lord is Dr. A.W. Tozer Listening, listen closely please abounding sin is the terror of the world can we agree with that but abounding grace is the hope of mankind all right, let me break this down. The world certainly is not afraid of sin, but I'm concerned about the church. And let me clarify, I'm talking about the body of Christ. We're not even scared of sin, but it put Christ on the cross. Dr. Tozer, I'm going to read it again, sir. Abounding sin is the terror of the world, but abounding grace is the hope of mankind. I'm going to continue to deliver that wherever the Lord has us go from the schools and beyond. I'm just, what are you doing? Well, I, thank you, Holy Spirit. Many, many years ago, I was a paper boy on a bicycle and I had all the papers there, there and out front and I'd just ride by and throw it up on the porch. I am going to continue to deliver good news and that is grace, grace, grace. Hallelujah. What are you delivering? Two to go, or three, or four, or five. No. Here we go. Come on. We're in good shape. This is where the rubber meets the road right here. Let's go back over it real quick. Man, he seems to be like a teacher. Yeah, pretty much. Grace is a gift. It will justify you. It is good news. Grace will keep you. Man, 
Let's talk, let me talk to you as a parent, as a grandparent. Whatever they do, that's up to them. But one thing they can never interfere with in my life is my prayer over them. I cover children and grandchildren under the blood and cover them with the grace of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're most powerful when you're on your knees. Get there often and pour out your heart. Abba, Abba, glory. Here we go. Here's where the rubber meets the road. Ready? Grace is our teacher. And boy, let me tell you something. It's amazing how adults will talk all about the kids acting up in school. Guess what? Christians do the same thing with the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been pastoring 40 years. I'm not breaking anything brand new to you. Grace is our teacher, not Dennis Weber. Grace is our teacher. But now listen to the word of God. Listen to the word of God so you understand the teacher. Titus 2, 11 and 12. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation. Oh, whoa. I, I don't know where he is. I've never felt his presence. The Bible says the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Listen, it teaches us. Uh-oh. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Go, teacher. Give him a round of applause. The Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God. I got you. Come on, come on. No, 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 no. You don't care for him as a teacher? He's the ultimate instructor in the kingdom. Now, here's the beauty, and I don't have the scriptures there for you, but listen, I fully understand. He always passes, listen, any recognition straight to the Son, straight to the Father. I understand that. That's why he's the ultimate teacher. Hallelujah. I'm going to read it again because a lot of people go, oh, yeah, grace is so free. I'll just live however I want. It's going to be all right. Liar. And the devil's been lying to you. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all men. And grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. I'm not going to the garden today. Well, then have your way. Have it just the way you want it, Dennis. But when the day's over, don't come crying. I told you to meet me in the garden. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. C.J. Mahaney said this, when grace, moves, when grace moves in, guilt moves out. I love the teacher, the Holy Spirit. He'll never ride you. He'll never break you. He will lead you, guide you, and direct you. Now, let's see. The last two is like, Holy Spirit, this is amazing. This is going to kind of surprise some of you. Every student is capable of learning and growing. They may not all be 4.0 students, but they can all learn. Now, let's switch out of the natural. Let's go to the spiritual. Every person under the sound of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Notice I didn't say under the, under the sound of a man. Under the gospel. Under the sound of the gospel. Under the sound of the gospel. The gospel. The gospel. The gospel. Why are you doing that? Because the enemy hates that. He hates the gospel. He hates the word. That's why he got kicked out. Because he was not submitting to the word. And he doesn't want you either to. Now, now we're going to find out how well I love the teacher. Notice I'm putting the pressure on me now. It's up to you to do with this what you want. Here's next to the last pillar. Grace is for the humble. <laughs> if you're proud and arrogant and full of yourself and you've got it all together, grace can't come close. Listen closely to the God's word. James, oh, Holy Spirit. James 4, 6, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Father, Abba, Abba. And when I started it last Monday, it was like, you must be nuts. Are you crazy? Man, you're X amount of years and you're this age. What the heck are you doing crying out, Abba, Abba. Oh, so you're proud? Oh, so you're arrogant? Oh, so you don't need him? Oh, so you're creating your own breath? Oh, you, you know how to order your steps? Oh, so you're the big shot? Oh, you're number one? Oh, you're going to grab that helmet? Oh, you're going to hit that person? Oh, wow. Have you noticed that what we model, college students and high school students model? 
after, see, I'm pretty practical, aren't I? What the kids saw on Thursday night showed up yesterday in college football. (laughs) What we model, the kids will model. I am today where I am because of my mom and dad. They were faithful in the ministry. They were stewards of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not many knew them, but wait till we get home. Humble, humble. God will resist you if you're proud. Man, I I know all this. Oh, okay. All right. Second Chronicles 30, verse 9. For the Lord your God is gracious and compassionate. He will not turn his face from you. Listen, and see, that's where people stop. If you return to him. One of the hallmarks for those of you that have been around the gospel and in the body of Christ, and if you remember anything about Billy Graham, it was always about repentance. Listen to that last part of the verse. He will not turn his face from you. Listen to this. It's conditional if you return to him. Let's switch it out. If I, re- I refuse to call you Abba Father, I'm calling you Abba Father. I didn't get along with my dad, and I don't get along with you either. Hello? I couldn't stand my dad. He was a pain in my, and I am not bowing down to you either. Guess what? Then he's not turning his face towards me. You better, y'all need to start looking into God's word and read it for the way it is, not the way you want it to be. Don't alter God's word. I'll take you to Revelation. Don't add or subtract. Let me read it again. He will not turn his face from you if you return to him. Here's what I'm praying right now. Let's walk out into the streets and to the highways and the byways and extend grace, grace, grace. Be the teacher that he wants you to be as you yield to him. He will speak through you and invite people. Come on, come on. Just repent. Come on, just turn around. Uh, however you want to phrase that. Man, you, no, you can't keep doing it the way you've been doing it. Come on, here's a better way. And the moment they're willing to go, yes, he will put his face right in their direction. (laughs) Man, Lord, I'm almost done, church. Woo, Jesus. We're going to close with um, John Newton. I don't know, maybe we can get Bradley and somebody come up here and sing Amazing Grace. Here we go. Grace, listen closely. This is the last pillar. Let's go back over them real quick. 11.57, ladies and gentlemen. Grace is a gift. It will justify you. People can't justify you. They'll use you. Hey! People, let let me give you some information here since I've been around a little while. People will use you and shove you to the sideline when it's over. Come on, church. (laughs) Not Jesus. His grace will justify you. His grace will give you good news every day. His grace will keep you. His grace will be your teacher. Don't let other people teach teach you when the Holy Spirit's been teaching you. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. You you can have a few more. It's all right. Oh, no big deal. You know, everybody's doing it. You know, in fact, I used to go out with pastors who did it, and we felt so comfortable together. Man, if my teacher tells me no, I don't want you to hear say, say one thing to me. My teacher tells me no, that's no. Hmm. Hmm. You got to understand the enemy is out to destroy. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Grace to the humble. Here's the last one. Oh, Holy Spirit of God. Here it is. God will give you grace for your spirit. Philippians 4. Philemon, excuse me, my apology. Philemon's 125 says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. I want to give you some information and you can go ahead and put it out there with the culture of this world. The enemy is trying to infiltrate the spirit of the church and inside your own spirit at the home level, your business level, wherever you are. But listen to what, listen to what the man of God said. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Matthew Henry said, as we get ready to close, background music, please. And maybe Bradley can just come up and sing acapella, amazing grace in a moment. All the grace contained in the Bible is owing to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. 
And unless we consent to him, I'm not asking you to consent to me. I'm asking you to consent to him. As our Lord, we cannot expect any benefit by him as our Savior. I want to read it again, Matthew Henry. All the grace contained in the Bible is owing to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Ladies and gentlemen, I couldn't save you. In fact, Paul said, I would be willing to lay my life down for the Jewish nation if they would all come to Christ, but I know that I can't. It's in the book of Romans. Because there's only one that can save, and it's Jesus Christ. And unless we consent to him as our Lord, we cannot expect any benefit by him as our Savior. Well, church, a long, long time ago, There was a guy who thought he was living right and doing right, and then God showed up on a ship. Out there around Ireland. And God began to do something that so flooded, listen closely, flooded and flushed the spirit and the nature of that man that he realized that what he was doing was opposed to the word of God. And specifically, the grace that was so amazing that would open up his eyes, open up his heart, and show him he could not be a slave owner. Let's go forward now. Miss Rainey was here. Doc was here. And they have told us, human trafficking and slavery is greater in this nation now than it's ever been. just in human trafficking alone. What will break that down? Amazing grace. Amazing grace. Saying to other people what God has done for us, what God has done for our marriage, what God has done for our children, what God is doing in our grandchildren, what God is doing in the community. What do you think I'm speaking over all 11 schools in this district? Grace, 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 the blood, the blood of the Lamb. Let me me just see how many of you, in fact, we have an administrator here. I won't call him out since I already did. Any of you want to see happen in Levy County what happened last week in, in California? Plead the blood and speak grace. Even if they're blind, Newton is running all over our campuses. I'm using that as an example. Jonathan, come on. They're all over. Their eyes are blind. Their minds are just messed up with all the systems of the world. And they're looking for grace. Is there a way out? And God's saying, there is a way out. My grace is sufficient. Oh, that's what he said to the Apostle Paul. Man, I can't take anymore. And God goes, oh, yes, you can. I got just what you need. Grace. My grace is sufficient. Amen. How many of you would be willing to stand? And I think Pastor B's kind of caught the idea. I guess my dad wants me to come up and lead the congregation on amazing grace. Not bad idea. How many would be willing to stand and go, you know what? I'm going to start extending grace. I'm not going to point at anybody and give them the law, the law, the law, the law. Uh Uh-uh, don't do that. They're already under the law. But I'm going to extend grace. I'm going to give them grace. I'm going to speak hope. How many will stand with me this morning and go, that's what I'm going to do. As I walked out of the court, uh, court uh, room the other Friday there were parents waiting for me can we talk to you I said sure will you talk to so and so sure do you think I stuck it in their face no I spoke life I spoke hope no I didn't break out with the gifts of the Holy Spirit and I didn't break out praying in the Spirit I just did exactly what would be natural and normal like Jesus would do in the garden I'll pray like that like some of you would not want to be in that office like he really is crazy because that's a war room that's where the victory's won but we're standing right now right ladies and gentlemen you do not want to see anything tragic in your life or in this community or in our schools Walmart on and on And I hope some of you will begin praying over school resource officers and the sheriff's department. And we have one here. We should be covering, covering, covering grace, 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 grace. We used to sing it all the time. 
Grace, grace. You know that one. I'm going to keep going. God is releasing grace. But his face can't turn towards us if we don't turn towards him. Please let the teacher, not, not pastor, not Dennis, not coach, I could care less. Let the teacher tell you no and then obey. Trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to get drunk and get laid. That's going on in the church. See, I'm not scared. My happiness, when I look into the lives of children and young people and I see no life, they're crying out for happiness. Happiness comes in trust and obedience to the teacher. Boy, that's when you get excited. Not when you pull your, fill your system with everything the world says to do. Don't buy the doctrines of man. Buy the teachings of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you and I praise you and I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I release grace over this house. And I thank you that what you did for Newton, you can do for us. Because you know I was jacked up, messed up, fouled up, all up, up, deep, up, up, and more. And you opened up my eyes and my heart and my ears. And I thank you for it. Amazing grace, you have strategically placed seven pillars in this house today for the future of this ministry that we will be gracious and lead people to the teacher, the blessed Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for your people. I pray that they walk out of here filled to overflowing. And Father, as we just sing, just for a moment, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. If there's anyone that needs your grace, go get them, teacher. <laughs> Angels of the Lord, move mightily now on behalf of those who just need a touch of grace. God's people said, Amen. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.